0: My dear brothers and sisters, as we bring these 50 days of Easter to a close, we don't stop rejoicing, but deepen that joy that comes from the hope, as St. Paul reminds us, not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit, the one who comes in the name of the Father and of the Son. The fiery love of the Father and the Son that purifies the earth of sin and brings forth the era of the church. The third person of the most holy trinity. That's whom we celebrate today. Not some spirit of the age. Not some spirit of some council. Not some spirit of some particular preacher. No, We celebrate the the Spirit who is in union with the Father and the Son perfectly. We celebrate the Spirit who was given to the Apostles and our Blessed Mother, who was given to the Church and entrusted by being given to the Church, entrusting that Spirit to remain with us forever. Life in the spirit is always life in the church. And this is a principle we have to pay attention to. Sometimes it happens that the spirit of the age will become popular. People get excited. Something new is happening. How many of you have heard of the prosperity gospel? It's that which has been promulgated for almost 20 years by Joel Osteen. It says, if you love God, you'll get blessed. Well, if we read the gospel today, Jesus says, if you love God, you'll do what? You'll follow his commandments. And following his commandments, last time I checked, is kind of tough, right? There's no promise that you're going to feel great, there's no promise that your bank account's going to get larger. But there is the promise that he will be with you until the end of the age. That is until you come to your particular judgment and the final judgment when all are called before the Lord in the final resurrection. But the spirit of the age often creeps into the church. It's subtle. It's convincing. And woe to those who fall to the spirit of the age. Our Lord is not a fan. He doesn't look upon it with great kindness. No, he had great and harsh words to say to the to the priests of his age who were making his temple a marketplace. He had great words of chastisement to the doctors of the law who preached something totally different from what they lived. And Let's not beat around the bush. I don't think he'd be real happy with the leadership in the church these days. He'd probably be casting us out, driving us with a whip. And thank God he would. Because there's no room in the church for the spirit of the world. St. Paul is very clear on that. Now when he says the flesh, he doesn't mean that all flesh is evil. We know that. God created the world and said that it was not just good, but that it was very good. And the enjoyments of food, of good wine, the enjoyments of friendship that come through our body, the enjoyments of playing games with our friends, these are not evil things. But when we focus solely on our flesh, what happens? We become consumed. We become consumed by the world because we lose sight that we're not made for this world, but for the life of the world to come. And so it's important to pay attention. Which spirit are you listening to? The spirit of the Lord is called the truth. He's called the light. And as you all know, light dispels darkness and it reveals something that may be hidden. And the truth is the truth. There's not room for ambiguity. There's not room for gray. Because truth is truth. Either it is or it is not. But when we buy into the spirit of the age, the spirit has different names. Like the accuser. That's the name of the devil that we get from scripture. He accuses us of our sins. He calls us by our sins, unlike our loving father who calls us by our name, even in our sinfulness. Another name for the devil is the divider. And think of what happens when we pay attention to the spirit of the world. Does it bring unity or division? Does it help me to know myself better? Or do I continue to eat and drink the fabrication of the self I want? Does the spirit we're listening to cause our family to live more united? Or does it drive deeper wedges of division? Therefore, we have to pay attention to what spirit we're listening to. Because God's spirit does not lead to these things, but rather leads to unity. It leads to wholeness. And while, yes, we do know Jesus says I come as a sword because division will happen when people buy into lie. Buy into lying. That division comes not from evil but from separating that which is good from evil and truth from untruth. So the fruit of the accuser, my dear friends, is division. And when we pay attention to the world around us, it seems division has grown by leaps and bounds. We're sold a lie that says we're more united than ever. No, pay attention. We're more divided than ever. We may be more connected in theory, but are we truly one? As Jesus prayed before he suffered and died for our sins. This is the question that comes up again and again as we pray these great days of Easter and Pentecost. That prayer of Jesus in John chapter 17, right before he ascended, right before he was crucified and died. He prays that we may be one, that we may receive the Father whom he has come to bring into the world. And so if you and I are truly temples of the Holy Spirit, which we say we are through our baptism and confirmation, We are deepened in the life of that spirit who comes to unlock the grace of the Father in each of us, to heal, to guide, to teach, all of this in service to the world because our Lord knows the brokenness needs healing and guiding and teaching, and he reveals himself through the church as he gives his spirit to his bride. And so let us remember that maxim, life in spirit is always life in the church. And if you're tempted to leave, know what you're leaving. You're leaving what God founded to get you to heaven. If you're tempted to say there's a better church out there, there's certainly better people and certainly better leadership. But do they have the fullness of the truth promised by Christ? instituted in each of his sacraments that give us grace to live this life to the full. Dear brothers and sisters, it's not a time to abandon. It's not a time to give up hope. But Rather, it's that time, just as the apostles in fear and trembling received the tongues of flame, the spirit of light and truth, it's time for us to pray, come Holy Spirit and renew the face of the earth.